Good morning, good day, and good evening. Welcome to a hundred... Wait, welcome to Tech of a Tea, episode 150. I know what I'm doing, I'm a professional. Um, hi Donald, how's it going? Welcome back to the show. Hello, how everybody do? The, uh, <laughs> the last time you were on, they didn't see it. That oh. was the um that was the episode that just mysteriously went missing. Yep, when your fucking hard drive consumed all your shit. Num, 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 num. Yep. <laughs> that was that was uh Yeah. Let's hope that uh, like... doesn't happen anytime in the future. That'll be good. <laughs> You're just like This is fine. That's okay. <laughs> I Lucky, like, I didn't lose that much. Like, I didn't lose anything important. Uh, okay, relatively so. Like, I lost maybe, like... I think I lost, like, six videos. Um, I lost the podcast. And a couple of other little things. But that's all stuff that I can recover. The podcast was the annoying one, because that was, like, you know... This isn't plan out or anything. We just go and, like, fucking, you know... Go and mm. run with it. Um... Mm. Don't lose data. Just make sure you have backups of stuff. Make sure you, ha you know, are doing stuff in a, um, you know, sensible way with uh, your data management. My audio needs to be brought down just a touch. What was my response when you said that? I was like, mm, about to hop on that ButterFS snapshot train. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people started being like, hey, why, why don't you use ButterFS now? Why don't you use this? Why don't you use that? Like, mate, I just want my system to work. I'll deal with, like, any other sort of thing later. Right now, get the data off that drive. Get it onto a drive that I know is safe. I'm going to just use EXT4 because I know how to set it up. Yeah. I know it works. I'll deal with the other things that might be better later. That's what yep. matters now. <laughs> how are you doing, man? How was your Christmas? How was your New Year's? Um, The Christmas... Breaks. I've basically been off work since like uh, the week of Christmas yeah, up until yeah. today. Um, the start of it was a little fucked because an ice storm came through and knocked our power out for four days. <laughs> oh yeah, the US has been going through uh, through through that, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of fucked. So we didn't we we basically were trying not to freeze for three fucking days. Oh, uh, um, but after that, it was fine. It was great. Mm -hmm. uh, to just play a lot of games and worked on that little side project that I got uh, an idea for. We'll mm. talk about it later. Um, one of the games I actually got on a whim, I was surprised how much I liked that game, actually. Mm. It was um, <clears throat> Marvel Midnight Suns. I've seen like ads for it all over the place. I have no idea what this game is. Uh, basically, it's a game where you play as a character that's not like an actual like canonical Marvel character. I think it's just for that story. Yeah, yeah. Um and you basically end up working with a lot of Marvel characters in what I assume is like a story that's unique to that game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a turn based combat and there's like a car element where all your attacks are cars that you draw and stuff. Okay. Um so like it's a, basically it's a strategy game that involves cards, so there's kind of like that little like scratches that like collector itch if you like card related things. Mm -hmm. But I like the combat a lot. 
the way they do the characters in that game, even if you're somebody who like really knows jack shit about Marvel or any of the Marvel heroes, mm -hmm. if they tell you enough about them that you like you know who they are, you know like how they are the way they are now and like what like what they are. Yep, yep. I was trying to yeah. find a gameplay footage on the uh, Steam page, but there is this just all cinematic trailers. Um <laughs> Didn't work out very well. Uh, Midnight Sun gameplay. Let's have a look. Uh, here we go. IGN. IGN saved the day. Show me something. I instantly skip ahead straight into cutscene. <laughs> okay. I don't care at all about Marvel stuff. Like I, I'm not. I mean, I, yeah, I, I know. Like. While I was growing up, like, I sure I watched, like, you know, anime and stuff, but I'm not, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> I'm not, like, a big Marvel fanboy. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. know certain characters. But, yeah, like, there was, there was, like, a good mix of, there were characters that, again, I'm not Marvel fanboy. I had no fucking clue who the hell they even were. Mm -hmm. But they explained who they were enough that I got the gist of, like, what makes them unique. Right. But then right. I, but then the other characters that I did know about from watching anime stuff when I was younger, uh, they did them like really well like i was like i ah, yeah, yeah this is definitely that's definitely iron man that's yeah, yeah. definitely spider-man <laughs> this is right. the way they act and stuff yeah right 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 so you've been enjoying like that iron then. man yeah because like iron man's snarky as fuck uh yeah, yeah fireman yeah. won't shut the fuck up yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so you just picked up that up just like out of nowhere like wasn't even planning to get it um got interested in it because i got recommended a video randomly that was like a build guide on one of the characters <laughs> that's one way to get into a game this, yeah i was like oh this looks really cool actually so i just bought it a wimp of walmart and mm -hmm. played and i was like oh shit i actually really like this game i've got way too many games in my uh my list of games to play <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. i'll play it at some point but uh when you're into jrpgs you know they can absorb a lot of your time without much challenge um oh yeah yeah right now I, I started playing through this um i don't know if you can see it on your side uh oh it's an atelier do i yeah. i actually um i used i played quite a few atelier games actually mm -hmm. i've never actually uh... played through one myself i one of my mates uh i think during high school he was playing through uh escher and Logie. yeah on yeah. ps3 uh, I think the first one I ever played was it was also on PS3. It was ah, damn, what the hell was it? It was this third entry because you know they're usually in like a trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was the last entry in that trilogy. I think it was Altelier Metadu. I think that's what it's called. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I if I if it's the one I'm thinking of, that's one of the ones that has like a ridiculous uh painful time limit yes it does yes there, yes. there's a there's a hard cut off that once you cut off like as it get the game yeah no, this one has a time limit as well but everyone's like oh yeah you'll finish the game with like i'll finish like the exam part with like 150 days left like there's no mm -hmm. worry at all um i hear this one on the other hand is a little bit um a little bit stricter with its time it, it probably is because i only play through it once and i definitely mm. did not finish everything oh, in that playthrough. Yeah, yeah yeah i'll have to go back and play like i've been really enjoying playing through fierce it, it's been very fun uh technically this is the 
second game in its trilogy. Um, uh, Adler Sophie is the first one, yeah. And this, uh, the game actually starts off. Uh, I don't know if the any of the other games do this, but this game starts off with the main character of this one being trained by the main character of the previous one. So it, yeah, that's I think that's that's a pretty reoccurring mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I I I. It's been a long time since I've played a turn-based JRPG. That's the one thing that's just caught my attention mm. straight away. Yeah, that's true. Because a lot of um, a lot of modern RPGs are just real-time now. Even like, yep. you know, even Final Fantasy at this point is just all real-time. And, you know, I, I'm excited for 16, but I would like a proper long turn-based JRPG again. That would be lovely. Mm. I get why uh, they, like... I get why the, there's the appeal for real-time stuff. It seems like that's just... For a lot of people, that's just more exciting. Some people find turn-based stuff kind of boring. But, mm. I don't know. There's, there's always a part of me that's, that kind of wants it to come back. Oh, yeah. That's why I still go back and play older stuff. Mm. Like, uh, my favorite RPG is still probably Chrono Cross. That was on PS1. <sighs> yeah. I still go back and play it. I've been meaning to play uh, some, of the, some of those games. Um... Once again, it's another thing on my infinitely growing list of games that I need to play. And uh, the, the problem also is there's a lot of games I want to stream as well. So it's like, do I play this in my spare time? Do I stream it? If I stream it, then I've got to find some slot to put it in. And I don't stream that much. So like, what? <laughs> like Elden Ring, for example. I really want to play Elden Ring. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I just... I, I need to find some time to actually do it. Like, the problem with that compared to, like, you know, the mainline Souls games is it's fucking too long. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's super long. Holy shit. Like, that seems to be... Like, I, I've seen some people make complaints that really like Elden Ring, and the fact that it's so long is usually their biggest complaint. <laughs> yeah, like, um, I saw a very interesting video kind of talking about, like... But there was someone basically going like, "Why I'm not going to replay through Elden Ring?" I th- and it was because feel like, like I've seen it was, the same video. May have been. It was him basically saying like, "You know, oh, you know, even though Elden Ring just as much, if not maybe even more so, has mm-hmm. more variation with what you can do." Yeah. Because it's so long, you even if you really enjoy it, it it kind of burns you out from wanting to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other the other ones, you know, Bloodborne, Souls One, I don't know about two, three, you can you know realistically probably play through them in like a day or two, depending yeah. on like how yeah, especially you are, if you have a faster. good understanding of how the game works at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you can do that in Elden Ring, but like, <laughs> you literally blow through like ninety percent of the game if you do it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you can like I. If this is the same video, this person was talking a lot about um, a lot about PvP as well, where they would spin oh, yeah, up yeah, PvP yeah. characters at different stages of the game, but yep. because it's just so long, they just can't justify, and they just don't find it fun getting to those points with you know whatever build they want to get to. Hmm. Whereas with you know guess- Dark Souls One, you can yeah you could e- even if you want to just get to like the end of the game, like it doesn't take that long. I think the other thing he was complaining about is that I didn't actually realize this till he pointed it out is that Elden Ring doesn't have those like faction stuff that you can 
do in oh. the other ones. Like where you like put on a thing and you're like part of like a group or a faction, which can yep. prompt PvP things to happen. Now, that's not in Elden Ring at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's huh. just not there. <laughs> huh. But once again, I I need to I do need to really play. I want to also finish. I uh, go back and finish um DS three first though, because I've hmm. I think I got like. I got well into the game, but I was playing it at a time where I think I was playing it when I was still at uni, actually. And I got busy mm. with classes and just couldn't keep up the keep up the game. Um, mm. So I might as well just go back to the start and just play it again or whatever. Same with things mm. like I've not even touched Sekiro before. That's another game I definitely, definitely need to play. Um, I've never played that either. <laughs> there's too many good games to play. This is the problem. I know, man. Like, it'd be one thing if there was a lot of games and most of them were terrible, but no, that's not the world we live in right now. And then there's games that are coming out where it's like, I want to play this as well, like um, uh, Wukong Black Myth, when that eventually comes out. Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely then, playing that. Um, and, then at least, and then at least maybe you have a little bit of an advantage over someone who's like more my age, because it's like... There's still like a bunch of games from when I was younger that I'm like, I want to go back and play <laughs> this 64 game or this Super <laughs> Nintendo game. That's fair. No, okay. There are some, like, I don't think there's any N64 games I want to go go back and play, but there are some, maybe it's it's just as like a joke game, but there are some PS1 games I want to go back and play. Like, I want to go back and play the, uh, the first Harry Potter game just because I know how dumb it uh... is. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean there's no 64 games you want to play? What the fuck? Nothing that, like, comes to mind, at least. I'm sure, that, like, if you gave me a, a list of things, like, there's probably some RPGs back then that I'd want to play. Um, but any of, like, the major, major ones would have been re-released at, on something else by this point. There actually was, I don't think there actually was a lot of, like, RPGs on the Okay, 64 well, take back playing. what I said then. Like a, a lot of the really good games that are in 64 are kind of more like platformers. That's fair. Okay. Like like Banjo Kazooie and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. Um, there's probably at least a Dragon Quest game back then that I want to play as well, though. Maybe. At least one. I do, the only RPG I know of off the top of my head that's on there that's not a very good game mm. is called Quest 64. Quest 64. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I remember playing through that whole game, but holy shit, it's so grindy. Oh, that, yeah, I see the cover art. That just looks like an N64. Yep, that's definitely an N64 game. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> There's something charming about N64 3D. Like, it's so oh, bad, yeah. but it's bad in, like, a... It, it's bad in a way that you can appreciate, a way you, like, have nostalgia for. Well, yeah. It's not like... I, I think PS1 in some ways did that as well. Um, But there's also just a lot of stuff... There's definitely a lot of stuff in both the generations that... We're, we're not good. Um, We're not good 3D-wise. <laughs> but, you know, that there is something charming about that old early 3d style hmm. like, basically what what you're comparing is uh even if like obviously it's dated because it's 64 game yeah. like there are games that despite being dated 
they're mm. still fun to play. They're well, it's still not just, just good games. It's not just that they're fun to play. I think the art style holds up. Like, I I think um, obviously the Mario games do this super well. Like, there's not a single Mario game in history where you're like, this looks bad. Oh. Like, Nintendo's always very, very aware of what their hardware is capable of and how they can adapt the um, the Mario art style to work on that system. It's true. It's like when I think of like games that still play well, even though they look you know dated. Mm-hmm. But we're thinking of like you know, Ocarina of Time, Paper Mario, Blast Corps. I was not a Nintendo kid. I I was not a Nintendo <laughs> kid. I need to play. <sighs> I've not played. <laughs> I'm not just not played Ocarina of Time. I've not played a Zelda game. But somebody, somebody that listens to this, buy him a fucking used 64 and send it to his ass. No, don't buy me a used uh, 64. Holy <laughs> shit. Do you know how expensive N64s are and N64 games are at this point? Uh, Yeah, I bought one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking... Uh, man, I, I don't know what's going on in the second hand... Like, not second hand, the um, retro game market. Hmm. Like... I saw this, um, <laughs> this got maybe so depressed. I saw this YouTube short of someone going to, they went to GameStop and they're like, oh, I found a copy of Pokemon Black 2. It was a great deal. $70. <laughs> That's more than the game retailed for. And it's a DS game. <laughs> well, like, here's the ship. So I started, like, trying to recollect old games because mm. I don't have any of my old ones anymore. And your depending on which ones you're trying to get, mm. at least over here in the US, like let's see, I think like the average price I was paying for certain games was like 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. These are keep in mind this sixty four games. This shit's like what, two decades old or some shit, whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the other thing that's shitty is like there are certain games that they're a little harder to find mm. and Annoyingly, two of the games I actually really want to get to play are <laughs> in this category. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is usually like 90 bucks. The other one was more like 200 bucks. <laughs> oh, God. That's... I... <laughs> Look, if people are going to buy it, I don't... Look, if, if you want to sell it for that and people are going to buy it, whatever. But like... Yep. What? <laughs> See, like, N64 is probably the only console I would make this exception for mm. and actually buy the games. And there's one reason why. It's because mm. emulating them sucks. Is it? <laughs> uh, is, em- for what it is it? I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, for, uh, I've tried that. I've, I've emulated stuff from, like, you know, Atari up to like, PSP, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, for whatever reason... Trying to emulate certain N64 ROMs just does not work well at all. Mm-hmm. I've tried, I don't even fucking know how many different combinations of like emulators, plugins, whatever the hell. Some games just don't emulate well at all. They just hmm. don't. Uh, and you almost kind of have to have the actual part to play it yep, yep, in yep. some way that's playable at all. But but then there are other ones that they emulate fine. And I I don't think I I don't think I tried to emulate too many PS1 PS2 games, but I never had a problem with those. PS2 games emulate near perfectly from what from my experience. Yeah. Like I don't know, and the, the the shitty part is is those two games I told you that I want to play, but mm. they're expensive. Those don't emulate well. Right. <laughs> One is a uh, Ogre Battle 64. 
uh-huh. and depending on what plugins I use, I either had fucking five FPS <laughs> or the like static like background that is shown during like the combat is. Have you told gone, me about this game before? I, it was in my search history. Maybe, maybe, oh, very possibly. Uh, yeah. Um, and the other one is Mystical Ninja Star Goemon. <laughs> that <laughs> that one, say? depending on where you're looking at, has like five to twenty FPS. There, there's no getting Mystical thirty FPS in that emulator. Starring Goemon. Yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> I gave it hella fun. It looks cool. I have no idea what it's about, but it looks cool. Uh, um, yeah, you have to. <laughs> that's one of those you have to play it <laughs> to understand it. The uh, the the retro market that really baffles me is the PS Vita retro market. Because the Vita was... It didn't sell very well. So the Vita games that do exist that people do want to get are all just mm-hmm. stupidly expensive. Like, um... East Memories of Celsetta, which is a really good game that you can buy on PC right now and it runs perfectly for, like, $10. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vita version, which is a worse version of the game, $90, just normally. Yeah. It's like, why? I the, actually, the one that really confuses me is whenever people, um, whenever people are trying to sell, like, you know, old Mario games, which always sell, like, millions and millions of copies, it's not rare at all, but it's always like, yes, this is perfect in box, $10,000. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? The only... Mario game I know off the top of my head that's expensive, mm-hmm. um, and it's because of what console is for, is Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. It's uh-huh. on GameCube. Okay. GameCube just didn't sell quite as much as some of the other ones, so a lot of the GameCube games are just more expensive in general. Right. Right. I've never actually played a Paper Mario game. I should do that. Oh yeah, oh god, you, you have to. Those are those are super good little turn-based RPGs. Yeah, the only um spin-off Mario game I've played is it is just called Super Mario RPG. Oh, on Super NES, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it's not that one. Or maybe it got re-released on. No, it wasn't that. There was a. Unless it got re-released on DS, it there was a DS game that was a Mario RPG. Uh, you're probably talking about there. There is a like a series of Mario RPG games. It's like Mario and Luigi. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. You're probably talking about yeah. That might be it instead. Um, I don't remember which one it was, but it was really fun. Like, I, I like the idea of a Mario RPG. Like, it, it as much as you know, mainline games are cool. It's it's neat when they do experiment with other types of games like that, and they actually just turn out to just be really good games. The funny part is, is Pretty much every single RPG they've made based on Mario is mm. actually really good. Mm, that's what I've heard. Uh, I th- I think whatever the latest version of Paper Mario was, the Origami King or whatever, I heard that one wasn't <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, Paper Mario Origami King. Yeah, it is Origami King. That's on the... Switch. Switch. It's got high... Let's actually... It's got a high Metacritic, but we don't trust the reviewers. It's got a user <laughs> score of seven. It's not, it's not that bad, but it's definitely uh not like a god tier game by the sounds of it. 
Yeah, I think maybe I'm probably I was probably being a bit uh, exaggerated. I said like not very good. I it seems like it's just compared to the than, yeah. compared to the past Paper Mario yeah, games, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. as good. Yeah, it's not like this um game that can be remembered till the end of time, basically. Yeah, because the the other the first the first two Paper Mario games are like console defining games on mm, those consoles. Mm, mm. Yeah, I definitely go back and play them. Just because I, I look, as I said, not a Nintendo kids. There's so many, there were so many exclusive Nintendo titles that I just never, I never got a chance to play. Because um, when I was a kid, I only had, my first console was a PS2. A little bit later, I got an original Xbox. I got a Game Boy Micro, which is basically a Game Boy Advance, but just this tiny little thing. Um... <laughs> Then I got a DS and eventually got a PS3, PS4, so on and so forth. Um, I've played some Atari games because my aunt or something like that had an Atari that she just had sitting around in a, in a like, uh, what do you call it? Like um, game room since like the, the Atari came out. Um <laughs> But anything in between that range, I pretty much haven't touched unless it got like a remake or a re-release on something uh, something newer. Man, we need to culturally enrich your retro game repertoire there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> How does it make you feel that people are starting to call like the PS3 retro? <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me, actually. It, it's technically not wrong, but it does, it does bother me a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I, maybe it doesn't bother me because I mean, most of the shit I grew up with has been retro for a long time anyway. Sure, sure. Because like, uh, first console that I had was NES. Mm, okay. NES. Uh, and that was a second hand from my uncle who apparently, who's, who's funny enough, he's actually he's been playing games for a long time. Because <laughs> um, he had, he still has tons of shit. He has. From Atari twenty six hundred all the way up to a Switch, like he has Jeez. like all kinds of stuff in between. From Nintendo and Microsoft and PlayStation. <laughs> I wish I didn't get rid of my older consoles. I I think I, I think I gave the PS two to my sister and then she got rid of it at some point. Think same with my PS three. Um, but thinking back on the games I had, some of them now, like, some of them still worthless. Like, the Jack and Daxter games, surprisingly, aren't actually worth much, but I definitely had some random things in there that just have value for no reason. I can't remember if I... I feel like I remember I told you this at some point, but I can't remember. Possibly. The only time I had a... almost had the opportunity to get a game that I found out later was expensive mm -hmm. was... Uh, actually, I'm pretty sure I told you this before. Uh, there's a there's a N64 port of StarCraft. Of course, the <laughs> yeah, and um, of there is. Oh. I used to rent it from this one radio rental store and play it. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what StarCraft was. I just oh, it was an RTS game. I like this fun. Uh, well, the video store went out of business and they liquidated their stock, mm -hmm. and I wanted to go get that game because I liked it so much. Yeah. Well, by the time I finally got, you know, a family member to drive me over there, somebody already got it. I was like, damn, that sucks. Mm -hmm. And then I think at an anime convention, uh, you know, years ago, 
somebody that sold retro games at a stall had that there and it was fucking price marked at like three hundred dollars. <laughs> I was like, oh, is that seriously that much money? He's like, Yeah, man, that's actually really hard to find. I was like, fuck. Oh, that's so rough. Yeah. I remember when um there was a a rental store that went out of business across the road from one of my old places. Um and they were like doing, you know, liquidation sale. It, but the, the problem is, it wasn't much of a sale. They were selling games at like ridiculous prices. I think they were selling a copy of um, Demon Souls, which I could get. Like, uh, I think I could go to like a, just a regular game store, get it cheaper, and they were selling it for like thirty bucks. It's like, guys, is is is, is like, what are you doing? What 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 is this? This is this is not a new game. Also, it's been used as fuck. I don't know who else touched that thing. I ain't paying thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, I miss. I do miss like game rental. Like that was a. I do th- too. There are so many games that I tried out that I never would have tried because I I didn't really get oh, yeah. that many games. Like I would have maybe like two or three games a year. Mm. So going to those rental stores, getting something for a couple of dollars, trying it out for you know a couple of days. I that, that's how I tried out um, Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. I would have never bought that game otherwise. It's a really good game. Um, there's a bunch of other random things that I don't even remember the names of at this point. Um, I wish I knew what this was called. Uh, but there's this game where, like, you run around as a knight killing things, and then when you die, you turn into like the Grim Reaper or something. I don't know what the hell it was called, and I've never been able to find it again. Where it was a PS2 game. If that makes it any easier. Game? Uh, P- probably doesn't. I feel like I know what you're talking about. I don't even know, know if this called. game's a real game. I, just, I have a memory of playing this game and really loving it. I don't even know if it was real. <laughs> Are you useless? <laughs> I don't remember if it was a real thing. But also, like, I. Yes? Was it called Max? Was it called Maximo? How do you wait, how do you spell that? M A X I M O. Wait, if this is actually the game, wait, don't show me some random IBM software. <laughs> Maximo. You said at night. That's like the first game that popped in my head. That's PST. We walk around at night killing stuff. I don't know about the Grim Reaper part, but I I remember that you would play as a knight. Yeah. Pause. I think this is like l- loosely based off like uh and goblins or something like that i don't know if this is the game but also like my my memory is so so i've just got this idea of the game in my head but it's like extremely um what is it rose rose tinted goggles so anything you show me is probably not gonna line up exactly with what i remember Hmm. um this possibly is it but i'm not certain i should play like the first five minutes of it and see if Brings a bell. Um, Wait, no, actually, maybe if Maximo loses all his lives, he can continue by giving death coins to the Grim Reaper. Maybe it's this. Which, is, which, is, which isn't exactly what you said, but it sounds similar. Yeah, but as I played it when I was like 10, so... <laughs> so, it, what I, I just remember these two aspects of the game. I don't remember much else about it. Hmm. You'll like look up a YouTube video, something like playing. You're gonna be like, oh, "That's it." <laughs> Actually, there's a game that I 
I completely forgot existed. But then I just wrote the description into Google and I found it straight away. Um, if you type in PS2 platformer electric lizard, uh, you'll find it straight away. <laughs> the game called Scalar. Um, it's in those days of mascot platformers. Uh, so <laughs> this is the dumbest plot like, known to man. Um, prior to the start of the game, lizard-loving animal activist Bobby Scaler Jenkins discovers that five extra-dimensional humanoid reptilian creatures, uh, the leader Luger and his henchman Jazz Rhombus Bootcamp Turbine, have disguised themselves as human and intend to conquer the multiverse. <laughs> Luger and his subordinates discover that Scalar knows their plot and kidnap him. The game opens with Bootcamp interrogating Scalar by electrocuting him during the torture. Bootcamp, uh, frustrated by Scalar's taunts, accidentally opens an extra-dimensional portal, transforming Scalar into a blue-skinned reptilian humanoid and releasing him from his restraints. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a, the plot of a mid-late 2000s game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, it's it basically you run around the lizard world collecting eggs collecting coins doing missions for people basically it's a ps2 mascot platformer like it's just ps2 mascot platformer just the definition basically <laughs> that's another thing i do miss the like the days of mascot platformers like nowadays you know you still have pl plenty of platformers but what happened to, like, you know, jumping around as a lizard or jumping around as a fox? Like, wh where did that go? Or, like, Banjo and Kazooie and things like that. Hmm. Like... Did you, uh, did you ever play the game that got kickstarted by the a lot of the devs that worked on Banjo-Kazooie called, uh, Ukulele? I didn't, know. Played it a little bit. Heard it was. I heard like mixed things about it. Yeah, it's um. You can definitely tell it. It feels a lot like you know a Banjo Kazooie game. Yeah. Like a lot of the the humor and the way it's presented is very similar. Mm. But there's there was okay. What was the thing that was throwing me off about it was. Uh, before you get into that, it's currently ninety percent off on Steam. Um. <laughs> so I might just buy it. It's like six dollars. The yeah. thing that throws me off about that kind of feels a little weird mm. is so the way you one of the ways you progress in that game is you have to find like these uh golden pages are basically the proxy for like the jiggies where mega major kazooie yeah 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 and rather than having like just like one world that you go into and then you do stuff and you're kind of done mm -hmm. as you find more pages you can like sort of like open up more of the same world like okay. like the very first world like when you open up like the second part of it there's kind of like a whole second level that opens up like a mm -hmm. bunch of other stuff and just like i don't know what that was like it, it kind of threw me off i was like oh there's all this other stuff here that i had not clue about until the page of the i don't know i just feel it really weird mm -hmm. huh. can't describe it well, it's got a um, it's got a native Linux port and a platinum rating on Proton DB, so hmm. maybe I'll try it out. I don't know. 
I mean, if you get bored one day for streaming, you don't, you want to take a break from the stuff you're playing. It's like, all right, we're gonna meme and play this thing. Yeah, but I've also got like, I want to go play the first Harry Potter game, so that's also a meme game I want to play. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you you play the real meme games first, and if you run out of ideas, you that's fair. Do that one. It's actually that that actually was an interesting topic. Have you mm. noticed? A lot of the games that have been tried... Well, I can only think of two, but mm. there's, I'm sure there's probably more. The two games I know of that were, like, supposed to be, like, spiritual reboots of old series just, like, didn't pan out super well. So there's, like... There's Ukulele, which yeah, is, like... Yeah. Okay, from what people seem to say. And the other one's the Mega Man one? Yep. <laughs> Mighty, Mighty number nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the problem is that... People have this idea... It's definitely a lot of rose-tinted goggles stuff. Like, people have this idea in their head of what the series was, what they want from the series, and basically, no matter what the developers do, even if they make a great game, and I'm looking at it right now, Ukulele has, on Steam, mostly positive and recent reviews very positive. So people, like, you know, they like the game, but... <laughs> No matter how good the game ends up being, it's never going to be what the hardcore fans have in their mind of what it could be. Sure. There might be something else to it as well, unless, uh, but I think that's definitely a big part of it. And when a lot of these games also, um, they come through Kickstarter and things like that, so... People know about them years and years in advance, and they get hyped and hyped and hyped. And pretty much the only get like the only game I know of that's done that's gone through that much hype and actually come out on the other side looking better is Elden Ring. <laughs> like that that game got hyped to oblivion, and then it came out and people were like this is better than the hype. Yeah. The the only game I know I think I I, I think I might know like what part of the issue is mm. is when they try to sort of like do these like spiritual reboots of series mm -hmm. like of course they don't want to just make like load the same game with a different coat of paint they want to try to make it like a little you know something something a little different innovative about yeah. it and like they'll do it and i feel like maybe part of the problem is it's like maybe they don't do quite enough it's like it's still like oh this is basically still just mega man with like an extra mechanic or two so, like, the only game I know of off the top of my head that's, like, a Mega Man-inspired game that does really well because it's pretty different is there's a Mega Man-style roguelike called 30XX. Yeah, I, I'm very aware of this game. Ranson talks about it a lot. He's like, hey, yeah, I'm that... playing this game all the time. Like, okay, maybe I'll try it out at some point. Um... I haven't played 30XX much, but I played the first one, 20XX, mm. quite a bit. Mm, mm. I hear this is very good. Um, maybe I'll play it at some point. But Fucking soundtrack is banging, if nothing else. <laughs> mm, okay, I'll definitely have a listen to that then. I think the other thing is... They don't, I, a lot of people don't... They like the idea of a spiritual success, but what they really want is just more of the game. Like, you can see this especially sure. with things that weren't spir a spiritual successes. They were just the same game. Like, the um, mm. the remake of Spyro and Crash. Like, it's literally mm. just the same game. And they are really popular and people love them. And the Crash mm. one led to a sequel being made. Mm. 
I don't... Yeah, I think all of these things definitely have a big, um... Definitely a big factor. I don't... I don't think you can, like, pin it down to just one thing. Like, this is why they don't seem to do that well. But all of these definitely, at least from, from what I've seen, seem like they are big factors, at least. Maybe you disagree, but... It might, it might just be it's kind of like you can't do, like, an in-between very well. Because uh -huh. uh, if you just do, like, a little bit different, then it's like... Well, you might as well just made the whole game. Yeah. But then if yeah. you make something really different, oh, okay, now this is actually like a cool spin on it, right? Mm, mm. Um, it seems like, sort of going off of what you said and what I said, mm -hmm. the ones that do well are either, again, literally just, hey, it's the same thing you wanted, ta-da, here you go. Mm -mm. Or it's something, like, very different, but you can tell it's very heavily derived from some mm. kind of source material that you like. like again, so your example would be the, the Crash Bandicoot and the Spyro one. Yeah. My example would be 30XX. Which, okay, with the... Sp I, I just want to be clear. I know a lot of people like the Spyro remake, but it's fucking awful. It's it's so... <laughs> it's a buggy mess. Like, I've broken that game in half without even trying. <laughs> I've not played Crash yet. From my understanding, Crash isn't that buggy. Um, But the Spyro remake is really bad. <laughs> really, really bad. Just, just the fact... That, okay, among other things, there is a bug, I want to say in Spyro 2, um, the game lets you, so, the game allows you to set the frame rate lock. You don't want to set the frame rate lock to anything besides 50, I believe, because some of the AI breaks on any other frame rate. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, there are doors that are supposed to automatically open, they just don't. <laughs> <laughs> What is uh, I don't I don't know shit about game programming, but mm. is that there's some issue where like a lot of things are like tied to the frame yeah, rate? Not the fucking AI. <laughs> Physics yeah. is sometimes tied to the frame rate. I don't know why your AI is tied to the frame rate. <laughs> <laughs> like I I'm sure there's a reason for it, yeah. but I don't know the reason. Um, there's a lot of racing, especially a lot of older racing games where they're their speed is directly tied... Like the physics engine is directly tied to the frame rate, so if you raise the frame rate, the game goes faster, and the cars go faster. Um, there's a lot of games like Dark Souls... I want to say 1? Yeah, Dark Souls 1, where the collision is tied to the frame rate. So if you double mm. it, sometimes when you go down a ladder, um, you go through the floor, uh, which is a problem. <laughs> but... Yeah, why your AI would be affected, I would have to, you know, ask someone who works at Toys for Bob why yeah, the yeah. hell that happens. It could be like an unrelated issue and the frame rate just happens to be the cause. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely amusing when it happened because I stood there mm -hmm. for like 10 minutes waiting for the door to open and it didn't. And it's not even a proton issue. Like I would, I'd be fine if it was a weird proton issue. Uh, like with um, the DMC games. Like I think DMC... I don't know if DMC 3 does this, but DMC 1 and 2, um, some of the cutscenes just don't play on proton because they're in a weird co uh, codec. That's fine. Mm. But when is the problem just with the game and it just never got patched? Like, mm. why is this all like this? Just fix it. <laughs> they ask... I uh, can't remember his name now. You remember like a... You, you talk to a... A guy who's like an indie game dev, like a long um, time ago. Tim Kreef? Yes. Yeah. 
Well, he works with Godot, so I don't, I, and I don't know what his specific practices are. Um, I don't know what sort of crunch they were under when they made the Spyro remakes. Like, it, it, it could have been a, it could have been developer oversight. It could have been they just didn't have time to work on this specific thing. Like they knew about the problem and just like, ah, oh, well, well, I'm just gonna leave it there. Um, I, I, I don't really know, and I don't know what sort of support cycle they had after the game either. What I know is that now the bug is still in the game, um, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) Games are fun. I love games. Games are great, especially when they uh, they don't work. (laughs) (laughs) Like the new Pokemon games. (laughs) I actually saw some amusing copium about that. Um, so there are some people going around saying the games are not as buggy as they actually are. A lot of the bugs that people are seeing are emulation bugs. Which I'm oh. not... I wouldn't be surprised if some of the graphical bugs are emulation bugs. Like, that's... I'll give you that. But I don't think issues with, like, you know... Backwards long jump is an emulation bug, or falling through the oh, yeah, world yeah. is an emulation jump, uh, emulation yeah, yeah. bug. <clears throat> they, those well, seem the... to. Uh, sorry. So wait, were, were people saying that those bugs that we're seeing were because it was being emulated? There, there were some people that were saying, yeah, they were saying that the uh, the extent of the bugs we're seeing is because of the emulation. The funny thing about the emulation is, um. If people were emulating it, the frame rate wouldn't be as bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, it runs better emulated. It, yeah, there's the someone hardware. who made like a four scale, four uh, K upscale, and it runs at a solid sixty FPS. <laughs> it's such a mess. I love it. I was like, because like when you said, I was like, wait, no, wait, it runs better on emulation. What, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> I love that uh, the Switch is the first console. Where, like, first home console, um, DS was kind of like this as well. First home console where it emulates better during the generation. Like, usually, <laughs> usually we have to wait a little bit. Like, you know, nowadays you can go do 4K upscale DS games or 4K yeah. upscale PS2. Um, but, like, PS3 games, obviously PS3 is a weird architecture. Like, 360. 360 a lot more sensible architecture. Even that's just now getting to the point where it's surpassing what the 360 was. And, like, the PS4 and Xbox One, even though they're basically PCs at this point, they are still really difficult to emulate. But then the Switch is so underpowered... Like, it's, it was out of date when it came out that you can already emulate it on, like, mid-tier GPUs. <laughs> I, I kind of want to try that at some point, but I'll worry about that later. The only issue with um, Switch stuff right now is, unlike older consoles, it's a bit harder to get your hands on um, get your hands on the firmware, get your hands on ROM dumps, things like that. Oh, true, yeah. But that, that'll happen, like, over time. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I... Actually, surprisingly, when I played through the new Pokemon game, mm. I almost had none of the bugs happen that a lot of people were <laughs> showing wow. on Twitter. Yeah, I think only bug that I saw happen mm-hmm. um, was was it? It was 
sometimes when you like throw out the Pokemon to fight, it just it just it just fell to the floor. I think it happened like once. Yeah, yeah. Other than just the you know just the shit frame rate, mm -hmm. I mean that's still obviously not going to be a thing. But other than that, I didn't really have any other bugs happen. I love how many of the bugs are just great for like speedrunners. Like the backwards long oh, jump yeah. to get up any hill, uh, being able to mm -hmm. throw a Pokemon, uh, a Pokeball at a Pokemon over a ledge and just teleport across the ledge. Just dumb yeah. things like that. Mm. I don't know what the speedruns like at this point for Scarlet and Violet. Let's go check. Uh, I don't know if there's any official categories yet. Um, Pokemon Scarlet. Uh, I can't spell. Violet speed run. Is I there? Never I never watched the speed run. The only thing I know about, I guess, what I assume would probably be used for a speed run is mm -hmm. I've seen people figure out a way to get out of the starting area without picking a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that as well. <laughs> Definitely saw that as well. Um, so for the any percent run, it is five hours right now, which. I guarantee it's an any percent. It's going to get much faster than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tur wait, turbo used? Wait, are people using turbo controllers? <laughs> are we going oh, no. back to the fucking PS2? <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh, I love it. That is awesome. <laughs> a turbo What the hell last time I had a fucking turbo controller? <laughs> Probably Super Nintendo was the last time I had a turbo controller. I had a turbo button on a PS2 control. Um, I don't know if I ever used it. I just, I didn't know what the button did. <laughs> yeah, I think I had one mm. for Super Nintendo. I don't know if I ever used it much. So uh, I was one of these weird people that I almost figured out a way to press the buttons almost just as fucking fast as the turbo button would let you do. <laughs> wait, did you have... Wait, were you one of the people that had a, like, a shitty third-party controller that you would let other people use that... You would get, like, the good controller um, or the main... Like, the, the first-party one, and then anyone else would get this shit one that you just have sitting around? I didn't. I know someone that did, though. Okay. Because I, I went through a couple of third-party PS2 controls, and I did have a a couple that were not that were not <laughs> that were definitely yeah. not good. An old Mag Cats. Mmm. -hmm. My of shit. I had a friend who was actually a fan of Mad Cats. Like he, he didn't just have them because. He had like he actually got them on purpose. Well, like you know that saying, "One man's trash is the man's treasure." I suppose. <laughs> like Mad Cats is still around. What are they even making nowadays? Um, is there anything sensible? That is. I just, I... That's a ridiculous looking uh, mouse, but it looks better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think this sh should take you to it. Yes. That just looks like a gamer mouse now. It's not even that crazy of a gamer mouse. Yeah, I think I looked them up one time when I was bored, and I was like, mm. oh, they're just, they're basically just like knockoff Razor and <laughs> other stuff now, it seems like. Yeah, I'm pretty much full in on uh, Logitech at this point. 
mainly just because Logitech stuff you can actually configure properly under Linux. Um, mm. I'd be happy to use Razer stuff. I know Razer's got this reputation, you know, Razer stuff's gonna break, it's bad quality or whatever. Like, I've used Razer stuff in the past, and at least back then it was pretty good. I don't think I ever had a piece of Razer peripheral just, like, take a shit earlier than I thought it normally would. No, not really. It, it may just be that, like, you know, Razer's on top, and, you know, you always gotta... There's always gonna be people that hate whatever is oh, yeah, the cool yeah, yeah. thing to use. Some look, some of those things do, do deserve it. I just, like, I just remembered what the last like mm. Mad Cats thing I ever had was, oh. and I, I, I actually broke it in rage. <laughs> it was, uh, it was a fucking Mad Cats dance pad for Xbox 360. <laughs> Wait, why did you have a dance pad? What were you using it for? EDR. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just, it just wouldn't pick up when you fucking stepped on it half the fucking time, and I literally, what did I do? I Unplugged it, picked it up, mm. smashed the like plastic part that connected to the pad, and then I think I ripped the pad up because oh <laughs> it was such a piece of fucking shit. Oh. I took DDR really fucking seriously at one point, and that shit made me super mad. I never actually, uh, I never got. I- I've played like DDR once or twice in an arcade, but I've never actually gotten into DDR. Oh, the I had to tell you about the game that actually got me like super interested in DDR. Oh no. <laughs> it was uh I think it was was it on was that Wii? I think it was Wii. Mm-hmm. There was uh there was a Mario <laughs> spin-off DDR game. <laughs> it was it's it's so bad. What? <laughs> Mario I can't remember what it's called. Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> so bad but just playing that game like sort of got me into like playing those kinds of like dance pad games that yeah, I got yeah. like I think the first like EDR game that's not that fucking crap that I just told you about that uh-huh. I actually got was uh, <laughs> Ant's Dance Revolution Supernova on PS2 uh-huh. I- I'm just watching EDR Mario game. do this really janky dance right now Yep. what what is this? I I played it in the lobby of the community college that I used to go to. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, what a stupid game. Yeah. Now, I, I, that's, one of those, that's one of those we all, we all talk about that game. <laughs> I didn't really get super into rhythm games, but... Um, I, I was a I was a big fan of Guitar Hero. I didn't own a Guitar Hero mm. controller myself, just because you know they were expensive and all that. But I did have some cousins that had Guitar Hero controllers, and anytime I'd go to their place, absolutely play it. Very mm. big fan of Guitar Hero. I had Guitar Hero two, three, Rock Band one, and DJ Hero one and two. Give me one second. Oh, okay, that's fine. Just someone had a vacuum or something on that I could hear. I sadly did have SingStar. That was... That was not great. I don't think I remember, I don't think I remember that. You remember SingStar? SingStar. I see the cover, I might recognize it. It's basically the singing aspect of those, like, oh, yeah, those okay, music just, games, yeah. which 
<laughs> you know, it it's not it's not good. <laughs> I mean, they tried. This is they like tried. one of those super early games, kind of like that. Yeah. What I uh, what I realized much later when trying out these games is the singing doesn't actually matter. It just matters oh. the pitch you're at. Pitch. Yep. So now it is a lot of like the. Mm -hmm. I love like the super super new ones, but even uh, like the the later like rock band and guitar hero mm -hmm. games, that that was still the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the last time I played a game like that, it was like a New Year's party a couple of years back. Everyone was drunk, which is the best way to play those games. Yeah, boy. Never look. I I I respect people who get super into guitar hero or rock band or anything like that, and you actually become good at playing the instruments, but. No, so I'm not going to do that. I'm definitely not going to do that. <laughs> it's a party game through and through for me. Same with things like Smash. I get it. People like getting good at these games. But, like, that's not for me. That's definitely not for me. I'm going to go play something else. And um, you can go ruin all the fun when you be you become too good at these games. Yeah. Or, like, you get, at least, or at least you get good enough and you uh, make the wrong people angry when you beat them there's that was a that was mm. that was a problem at a gaming club we had back at college oh uh, okay yeah there was um mm. uh, there was a couple of uh there was probably three or four people in there who were like what i assume are like above average or better at smash yeah um there were two two or three people in there that um I'm not using this word to be mean. Like they actually were, they were autistic. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of them had a really fucking bad temper problem. <laughs> um, there were two incidences where he got super pissed that somebody, this one dude, beat him. Mm -hmm. One time he just broke the controller. No, it wasn't his controller, by the way. It was someone else's controller. Yeah, yeah. And the second time he threw the controller at the person. Yeah, I had someone exactly like, like this I in mean, my. Like, in my gaming club at uni as well. But the funny thing is, this guy also played Smash all the time. So there's no reason for him to have been bad. He's just bad at the game. <laughs> like, he he uh, skipped class to play Smash sometimes, but was just really bad at the game. I think at least one of these dudes, they were like that too. Mm -hmm. They played the game literally all the time, but they just... I don't know, they just, they just didn't, they just just didn't, didn't improve past them. third point. They hit a ceiling and they were stuck there. Mm, mm, mm. Maybe they're just playing bad character. Got to play. <laughs> Got to go with the meta. Always pick oh, the God. meta. <laughs> well, the funny part is I was the one that usually played bad characters. <laughs> bad characters are the fun characters. Like I don't know why you'd want to always just do like meta stuff all the time. But yeah, because like I didn't care that he wasn't. I don't. At least I don't think he was mm. that good. As soon as I saw when they were showing like previews of that of the the B Wii the Wii Smash or I think that was what it was. Uh, uh Brawl. Maybe it was like yeah, that that they had Mega Man in it. I was like, ah, there's no way I'm not playing Mega Man in that game. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even what do I usually play when I play Smash? I don't know. I usually just pick someone with a sword. <laughs> Like, swords are cool. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking characters yeah, like that now. Jesus yeah, I, Christ. Yeah, I, look, I think when I played... Actually, to be fair, when I say ignore the meta, play fun, 
I played... Mm. I, I believe I played Meta Knight a lot of the time in Brawl. And mm. Meta Knight, if I recall, was one of the upper tier characters. It was, um, from what I remember, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so ignore what I'm saying, but like, you know, <laughs> sometimes the, uh, the dumb characters are not the, uh, the meta characters as well. Like, oh. one of the games where, I think the first game where I really just, I noticed how much people care about the meta, is when I got into Battlefield 3. Um, because mm. at the start everyone was playing different weapons, things like that, and then when I got towards the end of the game's life cycle... M16A3. Nothing but M16s. It's like, okay, this... Like, guys, there's all of these other fun weapons. Like, grab the FAMAS. It's got, like, 1,100... Uh, what is it? It flies, like, 1,100 rounds per, per minute or something stupid. It's like, you unload your entire mag in a second. Like, this is a dumb weapon. Just use it. What was the first game that I played that had a meta that... Mm. I guess made me figure out what the fuck a meta even was. I'm pretty sure it was World of Warcraft. Ah, yeah. Most positive World of Warcraft. Yep, yep. When people were yelling at like, you because your damage was too low on the meters. <laughs> well, it wasn't even just that. Like, there were literally... Back in, like, vanilla WoW, there were literally builds that just, like... They they just shit. Like, yep, that's fair. Even though we had, like, a token... We had a token Red Paladin. Mm-hmm. But, like, Red Paladins were fucking garbage in actual <laughs> progression and rating. That's what I kind of like about about playing fourteen. There is very like people will be like, ah, oh, you know, he's not. There's no clear better job, you know. There's no me- there's, if you look at the damage meters, there's very clearly a very, very clearly a better job. Um, oh, Lord, there was a big fucking stink about it for a while there too. Yeah, there's a there's a you know if you go on the forums every so often, and be like, why does F, uh, why does Square Enix hate machinists so much? Um, <laughs> that's a good fucking question actually or you know why does every single patch gunbreaker get a buff gunbreaker does not need a fucking buff this job does too much it's basically a dps that has tank defense um, I, I go say shit that's the only tank i play anyway oh so. i love gunbreaker it's a lot of fun um but like unless you get into doing ultimates and stuff, most people just don't care. As long as everything gets done. Honestly, the thing that matters more in 14 is when when you have a bad healer and a bad tank that are just taking it way too slow. Like, doing dungeons and stuff when you have a, a tank that's so afraid to do more than a single pull. It's like, mm. can you stop? Especially in modern dungeons, where they're designed... To, like, uh, so you can't, the, like, pull, pull the entire wall. dungeon. Yep. <laughs> I'm going through Shadowbringers right now, and, like, there's a lot of dungeons where they just hard cap how far you can progress. Like, you can't... Yeah, that, you cannot be overwhelmed. Pretty much every, pretty much every single dungeon in at least Shadowbringers mm. is basically made where there's, like, a section where you can pull, like, two or three packs, and then you literally run into a wall yeah, and you can't yeah. go until you kill all the packs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I... <laughs> it's always funny when I, uh... So I, I was maining healer for a while. So it's very funny when I, I'm playing tank now and I have a healer complain to me that they physically are not able to get the healing numbers out. Like, mate, don't talk to me right now. <laughs> Do not they pretend. They like can't keep up? Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, I, I, can't, I can't heal enough to keep you alive. 
It's like, oh, bullshit. Do not talk to me <laughs> like that. And then yeah. a lot of the time I look at their gear and it's like they're wearing, <laughs> they actually can't keep up because they're geared like a hundred eye level under. <laughs> God. Well, well, do you be able to queue them? What, like, it's what? like, it's not, maybe not a hundred eye level, but like they'll have very clear, like they'll be at like min eye level. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure. But even then, like. Sure. Just use your fucking. Just use your fucking out GCD. Just, what the fuck? Stop, is <laughs> yeah, stop pressing. Stop pressing your damage buttons as much. Just heal. You'll be fine. There are cases with like. Just, or just be white mage and just roll your face over the holy key. Never mind. Just, you know, just like a scholar, and you just don't heal. Just let your fairy do it. <laughs> I love scholars so much fun. I just don't have to play the job. Up and literally up until like level seventy. You don't have to press a heal button. Your fairy just does enough heal. Yeah. It's such a broken heal. I, I, I see why people like it for dungeon progression. Like, it just make, it makes sense. Um, mm. uh, but I get it if, like, you get a bit overwhelmed playing a sage, for example. Like, that... Air shield healers can be a little... It, and you don't have your fairy... Like, you know, it, shield... Shield healers are great when things are going well, but the second things stop going well, you know, it can be a problem. But still, like, none of the healers struggle on content. If you're struggling with it, that's a skill issue. That's not, like, I'm sure there's issues with, like, higher tier content and, like, parsing and stuff like that, but, like, I don't think there's a single issue getting through any of the content, like, just getting through it with any of the jobs. No, no, there's not. Unless everyone is just bad, just like that's your, that's your only problem. Just get good. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, I've been surprised at how uh, mm. <laughs> skilled some people have encountered are sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, I didn't catch what you said. My audio just broke for a second. Oh, I said, I, I said, I don't know. I've, apparently, I've been surprised a few times how skilled divisions of people can be in that game. Yeah, well, I'm just like, did, did you just did you just not read your tooltips? You just not read what things do. I don't, I don't, huh? <laughs> There's uh, especially uh, you know, pugs can be a bit, a a, a bit of a problem sometimes. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think you're gonna run to that where like anywhere you go though, like people are gonna be like, when you're just playing with random players, you're always going to run into like. You know, those people who are way too into the game. And then on the other side, the most casual of casual players don't even bother to buy, like, gear that's at a good level. Don't bother to read any of the tooltips. Fucking click the click the icons in their bar. Don't even use, like, the number keys or, a, a, like, an MMO mouse. Um, but, you know, that's that's the pain you get. Either way, yeah. it's... Yeah, I can't say anything about the clicking. I've always been, like, a hybrid, like, hotkey clicker. Oh, are you? Oh. <laughs> okay, in between. Right, well, the way I always played WoW, because I don't play 14 on keyboard, Yeah. is ah, anything that I had to use frequently, those were hotkeyed. If there were cooldowns, I clicked them. Right, okay. That's how I played. <laughs> That's fair. I just... I just saw how many buttons there were. I was like, I'm just not even going to try to click these. I'm just going to use the number buttons. Now I have my, um, my, uh, what is it? G600, uh, 
all the buttons I need are on the mouse. We're good to go, pretty much. Hmm. But, you know, look, if, if you can... I've seen some people that click the, uh, the hotbars and actually do it surprisingly well. Um, mm. the only issue is when you miss and then you, uh, take your target off. <laughs> At least uh, nowadays oh, there's uh, the, uh, the auto retarget thing. But when that didn't exist, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, that could be a bit of a problem. Have you seen, um, mm. uh, have you seen, uh, I guess it's like mods for 14 that change like class animations and stuff. I have seen, uh, quite a few of them. Those are, I, I've seen like a few of them. I was like, those are super fucking cool. They should, <laughs> I actually, that would be something that swings could actually put in that game to actually monetize it a little bit better. Actually, mm. if they really wanted to was make it so that you could, uh hot swap out like animations and stuff yeah you know like do or even do like partnerships with the games like hey you can buy like, i saw this one that was a um a dmc animation for dark knight i want to say yeah it was <laughs> a it was a dante animation uh, set for dark knight and there was a samurai as a virtual animation set for samurai um Ooh. and they both look really really good um and, like, having some sort of collaboration with those other IPs would be... It would be neat. Mm. Um, the issue... The issue is that, you know... There's already people that say that 14's not even really a Final Fantasy game. It's just basically like a Final Fantasy... Uh, it's a Final Dark. Fantasy theme park at this point. <clears throat> yeah. And that just like, you know, throw that in the bin even further. Now it's not even a Final yeah. Fantasy theme park. It's just a theme park for anything. <laughs> so that's what you true. see in a lot, of, say, um, yeah. a lot of uh, Korean games where they'll just have collabs with just anything. Um, well, Fantasy Star Online 2 is like that. Yeah, Fantasy Star Online 2 is definitely, <laughs> definitely like that. Um, I think they could... They just did a... They, they just did a collab with uh, Melty Blood all back. Sure. Okay. Why not? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is a fighting game? What the fuck? There was a short period of time where I was like, I'm going to go try out Fantasy Star 2. Like, because there was the um the new whatever it is, the new expansion. New Genesis. Or, yeah, New Genesis, that thingy. Um, And then I looked at the download size and it was like 110 gig. I was like, you know... I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> maybe let's not do that. Well, it's probably a better idea that you didn't do mm. that. <laughs> so like here's New Genesis looks great. Mm. Um but the problem is is they released that shit way too early. Right. So like there are tons of like things that just exist in the base game that just don't exist in New Genesis. Uh-huh. There's no there's no player I think there is now, but there was no player housing for like two fucking years or something. <laughs> um just like a lot of the stuff that's in base game is not in New Genesis. Mm -hmm. And you just it, <clears throat> I know for a long while there it just felt like this this is just you know, this isn't this isn't even a done game. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm like basically like paying to like beta test your fucking game with this boy. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Isn't that how it feels to play a lot of MMOs, though? <laughs> Nothing's ever finished. 
Especially if you go like outside of like the big MMOs, start playing a lot of the smaller ones. She's like, ah, well, here's what it is. Experience it as it is, and experience it as it slowly, progressively gets to a complete state. <laughs> but, is what it is. Um, yes. Oh, actually, I saw this really dumb thing recently. I'll send you a link to it. Oh. So, you know how, like, everything, like, on the face of the planet eventually gets a Doom port? Um... This is not this not a Doom port to Unity, okay? That's not what this is. This is a Doom port to the Unity editor, <clears throat> specifically <laughs> running it inside of like your your editor window. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, I need to take a break while I'm working my game. I'm just gonna play Doom. <laughs> Like what even what even is this? Why? Why is why does this happen? <clears throat> like I, I get the Doom Port meme. It it's it's great, but like <laughs> of all things, I don't I don't understand. I genuinely don't I understand. It. I need it for a reference. <laughs> On it, but to be fair, if I was in like a game development class in like high school or something. <laughs> I, might be, I might be playing it. <laughs> I've talked about it plenty of times, but during high school and even during class, there were plenty of times where, because all of us had laptops, um, we were just playing games. Like, yeah, yeah. We're just like Halo 1, COD 4, Urban Terror. You know, just gonna chill, basically. <clears throat> Screw your work. I'm gonna play games. It's, um,. That was in. That would have been. That would have been. High school. That's mm. how my. Uh, the, I was in a class that was just called like Cisco, which is basically was like a high school equivalent of like learning like how like intro like computer and networking stuff. Okay. Um, literally all we did every single time that we were allowed to like go do something over on the actual like computer lab part of the room. Mm-hmm. Besides just getting, like, everyone would just get their shit done super fast. Then everyone else would basically just either play RuneScape or watch Flash game movie stuff. <laughs> then there was, like, a group of dudes in the back who would play Lance Darkrai, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the only problem with us playing RuneScape is my school did have a very lockdown, uh, lockdown network. So <clears throat> you couldn't get onto things like that. But anything local, that's going to work <clears throat> pretty well. Oh boy. <laughs> I think nowadays a lot of the schools sort of they've caught up with uh locking things down. But like mm. in those earlier days of giving giving people access to computers, a lot of IT departments didn't exactly know what they should yeah. be doing. Like yep. if you work in school IT, you're generally not like the cream of the crop. Not saying that you're, like, necessarily bad at your job, but, like, you know, if you go to become a, a teacher of, you know, mathematics, there's a reason why you're doing that and not, you know, being a mathematician. If you work in school IT, there's a reason you're working there as opposed to working at some, like, big uh, data security company. Probably, yeah. 
and the pay is much lower, so you're gonna, you know, obviously attract much uh, lower quality staff. <laughs> lower wage, lower effort. Yeah, boy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> they eventually caught on a little bit, um, and like started blocking down like specific ports that these games would play on. But most of the time, you could just change the port. So it's just like, eh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it got so bad at one point that they actually started... It, like, straight up rootkit software they had on the computers. It would just delete the game files. <laughs> <laughs> like, even if it's on an external USB, if you plug that device in, it would just yeet the files off of it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh... I... I Led to some people doing amusing things like naming their uh, w- like assignment files a certain way, <laughs> just to make excuses for why they didn't have it. <laughs> oh man, uh, that was a fun time. I think the best part about that was ha- actually a great example of how bad it was. Um, was that when I first started going there, the admin password was just admin. <laughs> But guys, 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 what are you doing? Try, at least try, please. And then I think they changed it to like someone's birthday. And it's just like, guys, what are you doing? When it event, I, eventually they said a good password, but the teachers also had um like admin passwords as well, and a lot of them were dumb. I don't know why you would give them the admin passwords, but they had admin passwords. Um, and they would just. Type the password with a student standing over their shoulder sometimes. <laughs> and there were never complex passwords for the teachers. So it created the exact same problem again. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. I I miss those times. <laughs> sure. How's your streaming going? Uh, well, I've got my... I've got the Pokemon stream going right now and also the Kingdom Hearts stream. I think with the Pokemon stream, we just got past... We just got past Flannery, so the fourth gym. We're on the way to go fight... uh, What's his name? Dad. Um, The normal gym leader in in Ruby and Sapphire. Okay, gotcha. And I didn't realize... So we're doing level caps between each of the gyms. So we're not going above whatever... For anyone who uh, doesn't know the stream I'm doing, uh, me and Rogue Ren are doing a uh, Soul Link Nuzlocke. So Nuzlocke, random Pokemon. Uh, it's randomized Nuzlocke as well. So if we catch Pokemon and that Pokemon dies, then we can never use that Pokemon again. We get one encounter per route. And Soul Link means basically we both catch a Pokemon on that route... And if either of our Pokemon die, then we both lose the Pokemon. Um, But I didn't realize... And we're also playing with level caps, so we can't go over the highest level of the gym leader's Pokemon. I didn't realize how little the level gap was between some of the gyms in this generation. Because there is some weird backtracking that doesn't exist in the other gens. Um, So Flannery is at like 28, but then the next gym is at 31. Damn, yeah. <laughs> Usually it's like a five little gap, but because the, like there's nothing in between you going back to the uh, the normal gym, you just walk mm. straight there. There's just mm. n- not really encounters you would go through, so there's not really 
any way to level up much further beyond that. But then I think there's a jump after that to like 40 or something. It's a real, yeah, it's really strange. Um, But then with the Kingdom Hearts stream, pretty much it's just going through the game. I've I've played through this game before. uh, So it's sort of just going back through the story and remembering what's going on. It's a DS game. So the real time combat's not that difficult. I think I've died like once or twice. And that's just because I'm, I literally am not even trying in the combat. I'm just bashing my head against the wall and winning every fight. Uh, But I don't know what game I'll play after that. Like, I'm probably not going to go straight into another Kingdom Hearts game. I Maybe I could play, like, God of War 1 or something. I've been meaning to do that as well. I was trying to think. I didn't watch it, but I seen when you were doing stuff with uh, Ren, I was Mm. like, man, how do you think of something that me and Brody can play? I'm trying to think of something. I'm sure there's something. I'm sure um, there's something. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah, I don't know. If you if you do come up with something, I'd be more than happy to play pretty much anything. Do you um? Mm. Do you ever want to or have any interest in playing like? I guess like very automation-driven games, like Satisfactory, or something like that. I have. No injury. I've played Mindustry, and my brain just melts when I play Mindustry. <laughs> it's like this is this is too big brain for me. It, I, I'd probably be fine playing it off stream, um, but I cannot focus on what's happening in that game. I'll, I'll have to go like watch an entire like guide to go and do so before I did anything like that. Because um, I I don't really play RTS games firstly that much anyway and then combine that with factory management as well and then it's like super complex factory management i've seen some of the ridiculous stuff that exists later in that game and like the it's stuff that you would not work out by yourself like you have to just be reading the wiki that's true um but yeah that I, I I respect people who are actually good at those games and can actually stream them as well, but it's not something that I I have uh, the knowledge to really make entertaining. Because last time I did stream Mindustry, it was it was rough. It was very <laughs> rough, um, and I was in still like the very very early early tier stuff, but. Mm. I had to think of it. Something else then. I'm sure there will be something. Like, me and Ren weren't initially going to do a uh, Pokemon Soul Link. It, we were going to be doing... Uh, there was a Tales of game we were going to play over, like, Steam Remote Play together. The issue is that... Uh, his game over Steam Remote Play ran at, like, 3 FPS. um i don't know if that was because of me streaming it or something with steam remote play or linux or what it was but yeah it just it was not at all playable if uh squeenix ever figures out how to do that whole um uh data center hopping from data centers that are outside your region we can play final fantasy where uh, what what data center are you playing on right now? Crystal. 
I'm I wait, what data I, I'm on one of the US data centers now. Um Oh are you? I had no idea. Yeah, I moved a while back. Am I on Crystal? I don't think I'm on Crystal. Uh no, I'm on Server Aether. Are you? I'm on Aether. Okay, what well, I can still data hop because you're in a yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm on Adamantois. Well Look, I'd be up for that. That'd be fun. It's been a while since I streamed any Final Fantasy. And I'm definitely... uh, The last time I streamed, I was very bad at the game. I think I was still in, like, A Realm Reborn back then. <laughs> and I had no idea oh, what I was no, doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were, you were still a baby. Still a baby, yeah. <laughs> now I've got hundreds upon hundreds of hours in the game. Uh, I, I scar. Every so often, I run slash playtime, and then I... I <laughs> yeah, very depressed with how long, how much my playtime says already. Um, I don't know how much playtime I have on there. You don't want to know how much playtime you have on there. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, I was on Oceanic. The issue with... I know someone's going to get... when I, Last time I made a clip of talking about Oceanic, someone in my comment section was like getting all coking about it. Like, it's not that bad here. The reason I left is because you can't queue for things. Um... I I was trying to do the second stage of the Stormblood Alliance raid that I'm forgetting the name of. Um, I don't know. Uh, Lighthouse? Is that the second stage? You said, uh, you, you mean the regular raid or Alliance raid? Alliance raid. Yeah, that's it, Raider Ron on Lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, it took me, I think I queued for eight hours on Oceanic, and I couldn't, just couldn't get... Damn. There was like five other people queuing for it as well. We just couldn't find anything. Because everyone... Oh. Okay, so... Alliance raids already have an issue with uh, people lowering their uh, their eye level just so they can only do Crystal Tower. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and on Oceanic, that seems to be pretty much everything. Like, I could... I think it took me three hours to queue for the Heaven's Ward Alliance raids. But I could actually do those. Um, no one was interested in doing, in doing, uh, Stormblood. So, it and was That's just... surprising, usually. That's surprising, <laughs> considering that, that Alliance raid is, like, usually, like, one of the better liked ones, because it's a big homage to Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, but, also, like, it's one of those ones where people can fail it. Like, people know Crystal I guess, Tower. I guess, yeah. Like, if you wipe in Crystal Tower, there's something going really badly. Like, everyone knows Crystal Tower. There's always at least 10 people in Crystal Tower that are fully aware of the mechanics. Um, but when you get to Stormblood, like, there are... There's much less people that run it often, so, you know... That can like, be an issue. Sure, I I think I do remember. Also, I believe Crystal Tower is just the quickest. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, I'm sure I, <clears throat> there there have been instances of the group I'm with ripe, wiping on a <clears throat> boss in that raid series. <clears throat> Still, in general, like you, like a good chunk of your group has to be like really papega <laughs> <laughs> to, to wipe on some of that stuff. That's fair. No, that's that's totally fair. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> I just couldn't ever queue for it. That's the main reason I left. And a lot of other, uh, it was taking me like way too long to queue for other things. And I, I was meaning a healer at the time. I would try to queue for leveling roulette as a healer and it would take me 10 plus minutes. Oh, 
Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty fucked. Whereas on Aether, it's literally insta queue. Like, it isn't. Yep. <clears throat> I could be playing at like, you know, three. Like, I I play on Aether on non-peak times, and there's more people during the non-peak than <laughs> there is peak on Oceanic. Damn. <laughs> and then when it, you know, when it is peak, um, I just it, pretty much anything I want to queue for, it just queues pretty much instantly. And I'm not <laughs> like my ping's not that bad uh it's like 180 and you know there are mitigation strategies for your ping um that may uh, i'm not going to talk about but may or may not exist <laughs> um that i may or may not use uh, i'm not confirming anything but there are mitigation strategies <laughs> that exist and it plays much nicer if i, I mean like probably the only problem you'd have with slightly higher ping as if you're just trying to play like a really busy job yeah uh but as i said there are mitigation strategies that <laughs> yeah, yeah honestly like even if i had good ping playing a, a high rotation job is difficult just because the game's designed like it's really stupidly like let's say have a let's just have a what a hundred millisecond frame uh animation lock for just no reason it's like <laughs> Why is this here? What what is what is the purpose of this? I still love the fact that like every time Yoshi P says the game is perfectly playable at like 200 ping or something. It's like have like you say that you've tested it internally. I don't believe that you've tested it internally if you think <laughs> you can actually play the game completely fine at 200 ping. Like that's just stop it. What are you what are you saying? You can play. It, I mean, I could, but you're not doing your rotation yeah, properly. Yeah, I can say, so I could see you doing it. You'd have to just like, you have to make adjustments. Like you got to move out of like, telegraphs, like way. Uh, ahead the telegraphing's not the, the issue. Like that's fine. The issue is um like dual weaving. Dual weaving is where it becomes oh, a real problem. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's no way you could play like machinist to turn ping. <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah, gun break is also uh, also uh, a little bit rough. Um. Just, just a little bit. Uh, especially well, once you get to the high-level gunbreaker and you're doing, uh, you know, your continuation combo, things like that. That's, that's true, yeah. You're just always pressing buttons. Um, you can play it, uh, you, but it's going to be suboptimal. Mm. Which, you know, maybe it's fine with. If you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna just be pegging your job anyway, like it doesn't. If you're not going to press the buttons or read them anyway, it doesn't really make a difference. I ain't prog and savage. I don't give a fuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, I actually, I made the mistake of using, um, what's it called? Duty support. I, I'd never used it before. Huh? I was like, hey, what's this like? Oh, it's so bad. I hate it. I hate duty support because, really? e so all of the NPCs you have, they, Firstly, they are running min-eye level gear, which is fun enough. But they also don't use multi-target. They use no AoEs. It's all single targets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So every encounter takes so long. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I have used that before. And yeah, if there's one problem with it, it's uh, you're going you're gonna to be there a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get it. They don't want to... They don't want to devour the... Um, the like people trying to just queue up with randos because they made it you know even 
remotely decent, there'd be a lot of people that just never queue. Um, because the reason a lot of people would queue for random things anyway is probably just to get glam stuff. And if you could just speed run it with NPCs, why the fuck would I waste time getting in queue? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's 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 rough. It's so rough. <laughs> but like, I wanted to do it because I wanted to see. I wanted it to see like, hey, what is uh, what is Yashola gonna do? What is what is everyone gonna be doing in here? And because you get some extra dialogue as well from them when they're going through it, um, it it's not like substantial dialogue. Uh, the the one I did was, um, uh, the the boss makes the floor disappear and you have to, like walk across this tightrope. Oh yep yep yep. <laughs> and uh, when you have, you can see like how the different characters will just do it uh, do it differently. Um, I think Alize just runs across, just doesn't care like care at all. <laughs> and uh Minfilia literally doesn't even make it across. She just keeps trying to walk across slowly. It literally like the, the event ends before she even gets there. <laughs> I think and Uriangia just teleports across. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> Maybe Alice. I just jumps across. I don't remember. Someone just jumps across. I don't think I ever did uh, those dungeons with duty support. I think mm. I went back and did some of the in Walker ones. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I am. Where am I up to in Shadowbringers? I think like level seventy-seven MSQ or something. So I've still got a bit to do. Um. Mm. I've just gotten... I'm not going to say anything super spoilery. I've just gotten to the... <clears throat> the Light Warden of... Um, what's that city with all the, the... Where the fat cat girl lives? Where the fat cat girl lives? Um, where... Uh... It's like the, the fancy city that... Hates the Crystarian. Oh, oh, you mean uh? I know, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what I've, about. I've just gotten to the Light Warden for that segment. Yeah. So I've still got a bit did to you, do. Uh, um, did but... you finish this? Did you finish the Stormblood Alliance raid? Yeah, yeah, I finished uh, it. I felt like they were really fun. I didn't know what was happening. Oh, I, 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 I just, I, I'll be frank. I just, I sometimes I'll just keep with those for shits and giggles. I just love those raids that much. <laughs> I feel like the um, when I got to Shadowbringers, the dungeons got a lot better as well. Like, there's actually a lot of the early dungeons don't really have mechanics per se. Like, there are mm. you know there are mechanics there, but it's always very basic stuff. Um, mm. but there was this Shadowbringers dungeon I was doing. I don't know which one it is. Uh, but like these dragon heads appear. And we'll just like shoot a big laser or fireball or whatever. And you have to get behind this this barrier. And it's not a boss fight. It's just a random enemy you're fighting in there. Um, mm. And stuff like that actually just makes it more fun. As much as I enjoy going back to the early, early stuff, you can definitely see, even with the Alliance raids, like as like things getting a lot better as the uh, as the expansions go by. Mm. I think that's good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I do feel bad that uh, you know, 
some of the the fun stuff from Realm Reborn got removed though, like uh, like like Westy Cape Westwind. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fuck out that that level. Actually, I think the was that. Yeah, I remember doing that, uh, and people were meaning about. Oh man, I will be making the. <laughs> yep, I, I had the same thing happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was in the cutscene, and someone had posted a uh, a macro in chat. And there was like markers all over the arena as well. Oh, they did. Okay, they tried harder than when I did. Yeah, that. yeah. It was, and then we got in there. I was like, wait, it's over. <laughs> now, now have new you, players. Uh, have you never... gone back and have you gone back and done some of the older dungeons now? That they've tweaked them. Uh the first three I definitely did. I, I've usually when I'm I'm leveling a new job from level one, I uh, will. Or, or even just like a job that starts at a high level. I like to go through a couple of dungeons um, mm. just to get my feel for it. I don't like jumping into like current level content. Like uh, when I started learning Gunbreaker, for example, I didn't jump in straight at whatever level Gunbreaker starts at. I started earlier just to get a general feel for it and then I make my way up. Um, yeah, I, I've definitely tried out the uh, redone dungeons. I don't... I don't hate some of them <laughs> i think I, I i think the uh the one where you used to collect the little the little light balls um that's so much oh, better yeah. now i, yeah, I that was... one mm, sorry that's probably the only one that i'm like yes i'm glad you make this not so fucking confusing and convoluted yeah, like yeah. the old version was but a lot of the some of the other ones um like the copperville mines yeah, I yeah. feel like you could have left that one alone. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, maybe they... you could. I could. I could see them like changing. There was what boss was it? Only boss I'm glad. I'm really glad that they changed because it was fucking stupid. Was the mm -hmm. slime boss? Yeah, I remember doing that. I think the first time I did that, I, I started the game as a um, whatever the base job for Paladin is. I don't remember what it's called. No. Um. Mm -hmm. So I was playing a tank, and I was so confused about what's going on. And then when I went back to him, like, oh, so I'd literally just stand here and do nothing for, like, five minutes. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Um, that's definitely a lot better of a boss. But the final boss of Copper Bell, it, it was fine. Like the, yeah. I guess the only problem is a lot of people didn't understand... Well, okay, firstly... They didn't need to understand the mechanic in Copper Bell for the final boss because there wasn't a mechanic. Um, <laughs> I'm sure when Realm Reborn was current tier content and you and the game was, you know, you weren't so over buffed. Like, over time, potency has been increased, things like that. Uh, also, now you can just go into that max eye level perfectly fine. I'm sure it was harder back then. But it was. nowadays... I I don't even know if there was a mechanic. I saw, like, someone digging into the wall. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Mm. I, uh, does, is is that going to affect me in some way? No. No. <laughs> uh, one thing I do say that I think is useful mm. about the early, some of the earlier dungeons being revamped is... If you're a newer player who yeah, doesn't know f f fuck all about anything, mm. 
I do like the fact that they've started to pepper in some of the more advanced mechanics that happen later at like a baby level in the early parts that so you see them. Okay. So like an example would be in Copperbell Mines, the uh, boss. Yeah. He does the thing where he does like sequential telegraphs that cover most of the room. Right. right. You basically never saw that for like two or three expansions before. Mm, okay. That makes sense. It's yeah. Kind of, yeah. So it's like so it's like showing you like, oh, it looks spooky because there's there's like three big ass circles covering the whole room, but they're not happening all at once. Ah, uh, yes, that and one. Yeah. Okay. Happening, and that's yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely uh I I the first time I ran across that, I definitely didn't understand what was going on and then died. Um <laughs> But then you try it a couple of times, you're like, oh, so all we have to do is move out of the way of the... Like, there's one boss later on where it spawns circles around the entire arena. Um, and all you got to do is dodge the first one and then just go back to the original spot and you're fine. Yep. Whereas you might think initially, oh, I've got to, like, run around and dodge it. Mm. One thing I do wish they would introduce a little earlier is um, there's bosses which will do AoEs, but, it like, they'll spin in a circle. So there'll be like the little icon oh, right. on them where they have like the, the arrows going in the direction they're going. Um, that I wish they introduced a little bit earlier. Just because... Yeah, there's a... Yeah, it's a bit weird. A couple the alliance phrases are gonna, there's a couple of alliance phrases that are going to make your fucking head shit when you say it the first time. <laughs> I can... Um, I know which alliance raid I'm going to be in for a very long time just because I want the gear. The, the near raids. The I like the gear from the I think the first two near raids. Mm-hmm. Third one's a little eh. Mm-hmm. I just want the uh I just want the the two B the two B pants. <laughs> <laughs> but I know everyone's gonna roll greed on it, without a doubt. Everyone needs them. Well, the good thing is is uh if it's five you're talking about what I think you're talking about. Mm. That doesn't drop as pieces. It drops as a coffer that gives you the whole thing. Oh, that makes it even worse. Now, you yeah. guaranteed everyone's going to take it. <laughs> everyone's going to want it. Well, the, the funny part is, is the very first time I did that raid, mm. I had no fucking clue what that was. I just need rolled on it one. <laughs> wow. I, I was like, oh, this gave me the whole... And I was like, wait, is this what I think it is? And I was like, oh, I'm a hot Hrothgar now. Cool. <laughs> You play Hrothgar. <laughs> <laughs> of course you play Hrothgar. Oh, oh God. Catgirl is the only correct answer. <laughs> there was a... Uh, actually, the... the um, there. <laughs> when I found out about this, I, I, I had to do it. So if you make your retainer a... Female Aura, uh, she becomes a Sundere. <laughs> so all the different that. races have like different dialogue, but yeah, as a as a female Aura, she becomes a Sundere. And sometimes she decides to break character, and it's like I'm not going to indulge your uh, your fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll see if we can find the F uh, fourteen female. Our uh, retainer. Um, 
female aura. Uh, oh, here we go. It's not like I want to... <laughs> you said it too independent. Um, it's not like I want to sell your items or anything. It's not like I was slaving away to make you happy or anything. <laughs> it's not like I risked life and limb to bring you back shiny baubles or anything. Um, hey, there was a slap of bark at the end. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, here we go. Uh, uh, adventure? Great. It's not like I would rather spend time with you or anything and then completing the venture. <laughs> Alright, take your shite and quit leering at me ass. What you can't seriously expect me to humor your fetishes all the time, can ya? Ow. I love it. It's beautiful. As soon as I knew that was a thing, I had to. I absolutely had to. Oh. <laughs> Do you ever think about um <clears throat> you think about doing any drawing streams? That my my drawing is very bad. Like, well, good, because you can make fuck. You can have Twitch chat help so. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. We didn't talk about that, did we? No. Um. Yeah. So you're making a uh, a critter extension. I am. So uh, my uh my wife streams sometimes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she's just critter for digital painting. And one day, randomly, when she was drawing, one of her chatters was like. Dude, it'd be funny if we could like mess with what you were doing. And I was mm -hmm. like, "Holy shit, you're a fucking genius!" <laughs> and I started looking because I was like, "Wait, somebody has to have made this. This mm -hmm. seems too obvious." And I looked for like a day or two, and I was like, "Fuck, I, there's nothing, huh?" Okay, well let me do a little. Let me do a little reading. Mm -hmm. So I did a little reading in terms of like, how do you make a credit extension? What is it? How's it got to be laid out? Yeah. Uh, and had to figure out how to solve some problems because of how I wanted to build it. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, I do actually have a functioning extension. If you start it, Twitch chat can put in certain commands that will do very basic things to your credit instance, like mm -hmm. what the colors you're using or change the brush size. That's the basic stuff. Yeah, yeah. I had plans later to not make it just chat based, but it could like listen to like uh, channel redeems and stuff. Yeah, do yeah. the same things and do more potentially dangerous things. Like I, th I'm pretty sure I saw an example of this. I'm pretty sure there's a way programmatically in the the Krita Python plugin stuff that if you give like a URL, you can literally just pull a fucking image and just load it into the document. <laughs> so that's fucking I can picture somebody just being like, okay, yeah, play with here, put this I, image I, in your front. You know, that one look, if it can be done, I think that's one we need to avoid doing. <laughs> If you don't want it to get banned from Twitch. Wait, he's, it was that, it's like, he, he got so obsessed if he could, he didn't stop to think if he should. If you were going to do that, I think it's much safer to have a list of images that can be loaded in. I would, I would at least make it configurable. Like, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Maybe yeah. The, per, the person I wouldn't can, let like, arbitrary your... domains or shit. Yeah, yeah. Arbitrary URLs I, would be... Maybe it has it as an option, but yeah, that would be very dangerous. <laughs> yep. Very, very dangerous. Um, 
Like I, what do you? What is a crit? Uh, what is a? What is a critter extension written in? Python. Oh, oh, okay. I thought it was gonna be some like internal like weird language. I think I think uh, I don't know when they added at some point. That's not like a thing that's always been around. At some point they added in kind of like this. They I, I looked through Critter's source code because I was mm. like, there I there was nothing there that gave me like auto completion in terms of like what was actually in the Critter package. Oh yeah, and, and I don't know like why is there a Critter package here? I don't know if that's here. Mm. And apparently I think they use some kind of build tool that basically dynamically creates like some kind of binding between the qt code and oh. the python version of qt stuff yeah so yep. but that's basically what it is from what i can tell mm-hmm. uh basically it's just like it has to be structured in a certain way where uh it apparently uses like a desktop file like a dot desktop file to sort of like sort of like list out like the metadata about the plugin right then it expects to like point that to a directory, and then that has to basically load the Python code. Mm-hmm. That's actually the reason why I had to figure out something interesting I hadn't had to do with Python before, which oh. is vendor the dependencies. Ah, okay. So, because I wanted to know, like, can you even do that? I have no idea. I never, mm-hmm. I've barely, I, I've only ever written like one off scripts. I never wrote like a Python project per se. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I read about it, and apparently, like, Pip, the package manager, stance is like, we're not fucking with it, basically. Mm. Uh, because it's too big a pain in the ass. Uh, and, the other, and they had a, pretty, a perfectly reasonable reason, which is, for the vast majority of time, that's not the solution you want to go for. Right, right. Like, most of the time, you just want to do, uh, you just want to go with the, oh, does your thing have dependencies? Well, just let Pip resolve and install the shit. Yep, yep, yep. Um, if there's a situation where you can't rely on Pip being a thing, then the general next step down is just to package the whole thing as an executable. Right. But then in these really weird one-off cases, this being one of them, where... Mm-hmm. I can't rely on pip being available and I can't bundle as an executable because it has to be the source code has to be available in a format. Now I have to vendor the shit. Right. So there actually is a tool mm-hmm. literally called vendoring. Mm-hmm. And um there's not much documentation about it because it's it's almost it's used by very few things, pip being right. one of them. And basically what it does is is it reads the same kind of file that like pip does to install uh-huh. dependencies. What it does is it pulls down the source code and actually rewrites the imports in the source code to use the local version. Okay. And there's a bunch of little like caveats you have to figure out sometimes. Like it can't do that with imports that use dot notation. Uh-huh. Like like import something dot something dot something. Ah, yeah, yeah, it won't. Yeah. It doesn't. It does. It doesn't like that. If that happens, you have to. There's like a step you have to do. You have to. So you assuming you're in like a Git repo, mm-hmm. you have to like commit after you've pulled the vendor stuff down and mm-hmm. vendors complained that it can't do it. You have to change the code so that it's the way it likes it, not using dot notations. You have to create a patch file using a git diff 
put it in a directory and there's like a configuration thing to say like here's my patches then run it again and what it'll do is it'll pull it down apply the patch then rewrite the code <laughs> that's how i had to get like three or four things actually but bedrock correctly uh-huh and the only other caveat i haven't run to this is you can only vendor stuff that's written in pure python you cannot vendor stuff that has like c bindings or something right 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 that makes sense that's so stupid <laughs> so dumb. So I, I i got that to work mm-hmm. um and i actually doing this gave me an idea for another project that i started mm-hmm. on too which is uh inspired by the obs websocket uh-huh thing, which is basically a embedded rest api that allows you to program- programmatically control crypto Okay. Just <laughs> because I'm sure people could think of interesting things to do with that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because that that's basically just making a um a a library version of that uh that Twitch integration anyway. Because like um, like it's just making a library. Kinda. Yeah, it, it's it's giving you that that control to um modify it without having to go through the idea of using it through twitch yeah, yeah. and the, see I, I at one point i was actually contemplating these being two separate things anyway because mm-hmm. part of me was like well it feels kind of like weird and bloated to have like this one extension that like is also a twitch bot and also like can interact with twitch's apis right. and does the critic control stuff i did contemplate literally just being like one thing that that's really all it is is a twitch bot yeah um, and it would specifically talk to the the other extension that yeah. actually controls it over HTTP request. Yeah, <laughs> but I decided to just I was trying to think of like from a user's perspective, it would probably be better if there was just one thing that's just oh, I just fill out my stuff and ta da, it just works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rather than having to like orchestrate two or three things that when this thing happens, it has to send a request over to this address. Yeah, that seems a little... So what you're saying is the outside. Unix philosophy is confusing and stupid. Sometimes it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, the thing I was using to do the other project, so mm-hmm. there's a Python API framework called Fast API. Uh-huh. Um, that's what I'm basically following the same approach where I'm trying to vendor the whole dependency chain. Oh, that's something I should mention about that. Um, it does not automatically resolve downstream dependencies. Uh-huh. Great ass guy, go dig that shit out yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like this, this is, this is really the process. Mm-hmm. I vendor fast API. I know some vast APIs, I project autonomy or whatever. It mm-hmm. says like, Oh, it, re- it relies on these two things. Okay. I put those in there too. Under mm-hmm. da da da, try to run it, get an error. Uh, cannot da 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 da. This cannot import this. This package doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Which one was that? Okay. I go to whatever the other product. I think it was like Starlet, which is like a server thing that yep. Fast API sits on top of. Okay, it was this error. What does this need? What needs this? This this and this and this. Okay, put those in. Run it again. This package doesn't exist. Okay, go to that. Product. <laughs> what is that? So you're going to vendor down the entire chain. Pretty much. 
at least as far as my code's touching. I probably didn't put in every single thing, but my code's not touching those paths. I don't give a fuck. Sure, sure, yeah. Well, you don't need to support yeah. everything. It just needs to be uh, supporting what you need. Yes, sir. That is such a mess. <laughs> but uh, since I actually have that extension working, mm -hmm. and funny enough, the uh, I joined the... I had a bug that turns that wasn't my bug. Um, okay. If I tried to stop the chat bot from the... Really? Mm -hmm. then start it again it would hang it would freeze up okay and i was like well that's weird and i managed to figure out that it wasn't anything i was doing it's just the way that that package was written uh -huh. it just had a bug where it just hung when it tried to start again just because okay. i think the state wasn't being cleaned up correctly yeah but i joined that do i joined that discord server and i brought it up uh the, f the shit they fixed it fucking three hours later wow yeah, I was like, that was <laughs> I like this. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. I think it was like not even like an hour before we started. Mm -mm. I saw in the message because he has like the GitHub notification stuff set up in that channel. Yeah. I saw boop, new version available. I went, okay. Changed my uh vendors.txt thing, resynced my vendoring stuff, ran again. Hey, you can turn the chat bot on and off now. Cool. <laughs> Seems like a pretty useful feature. Yeah. So you said it's like basically working now, so is it ready to use or is there still more to do? Um technically it's usable in its current state. Mm -hmm. Um the only part I'm gonna write up I have to write a docs for because uh Yeah, yeah. Because you're running your own chatbot as part of the extension, you technically have to make your own Twitch developer application thing ah, to get yes. your own client ID and client secret. Yep. So I'm going to do a write-up so somebody can conclude that it is knows how to do it. Right, right. But right. once that's done, it's like, uh, um, it, everything else should be explanatory in the config and stuff. Yeah. So can you configure, like, how much of an effect things are going to have, or...? Um, so my plan is, because it's purely chat-based right now... Mm -hmm. There is going to be a configuration setting that controls kind of like a cooldown when someone uses it. So, so I can't just spam and fuck up whatever the hell you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, I also want it to be able to just turn off just certain things not being messed with, being able to be messed with. Mm -hmm. Like, if somebody doesn't want somebody to be able to change the size of their brush, they can right. just turn it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah basic things like that really mm -hmm. this is such a ridiculous project i love it, it. Is. <laughs> well i mean if not this week then next week uh i'm definitely gonna send you a private clip that's gonna get made when <laughs> somebody's trolling the fuck out of my wife was just dreaming i absolutely want to see that without a doubt oh uh, i will uh, i know make exactly sure what's gonna happen too sorry I know exactly what's going to happen, too. Someone's going to go brush size, 500 pixels, <laughs> right in the middle of her time. Oh, so they can specify, uh, like, how, like, what they want to set it to. Yeah, so I only have four commands on there right now. Okay. There's um, one that switches the primary and the foreground and background color you're using. Yeah. Uh, one changes the foreground, one changes the background, and one changes the brush size. The... Mm -hmm. Ones that change the foreground, the background, you have to give it RGB values. Yeah. And then the brush size, you just you just put out a number in pixels. Mm -hmm. yeah, but assuming that you gave it stuff it can actually use, it'll just do it on the UI. I presume you've tested it with things that are not RGB values. 
Yes. There's a uh, there's a uh, there's a because it has to convert it into an int because everything's a string. Yeah. If it can't convert it into an int, I have a thing to catch okay. it and go, hey, that's that's wrong. Because I can very quickly, uh, I can see that going very very badly very quickly if uh, you hadn't done that. Well, even if um if because I actually I had to figure out at a certain point that I had to actually convert the thing is coming in from chat into like actual like ints like that python says is an int yeah because yep. otherwise it just it just kind of like quietly aired out and didn't do anything mm. the extension was still running it just didn't do anything when you put the chat command in python i think python does do some silent maybe i'm thinking of a different language i thought python did some silent conversion if you just let it pass some stuff around um it probably does, but I just know in this one case it wasn't, yeah. and maybe it was doing. It might be because the code that eventually gets handled. Remember, these are just like Python bindings to like C plus plus code. Yeah. So yeah. It maybe it didn't like that. Well, it's always safer to be more explicit with it anyway, just in case yeah, you yeah. want to do some error handling. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope that goes well, and uh. Oh, I'm find out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, we're just crossing the uh, the two hour mark now, so I guess we'll uh, we'll end it there. And uh, I've talked about basically nothing on this list of topics, but you know I can move a lot That's of them. That's the best episodes. Yeah, exactly. I can move some of these to the solo episode <laughs> next time. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, where can people find the plugin when it's available for people to download and all that fun stuff? Um, it'll I'll probably put at least a version of it up on GitHub mm -hmm. with a release that's basically just a zip archive uh, yeah, yeah. to just and I, again I'll have a documentation that says like where it's supposed to go based on whether you're using Linux or Windows or Mac or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that once I have it a uh, release up, that's where it'll be. It'll be on GitHub. Okay. Is there any other things you want to shout out? Any page you want to mention? I wouldn't consider I'm still on like a what I would consider a extended hiatus. No, not really. <laughs> you can send people over to your wife's stream. You want to see the plugin in faction? Uh, yeah, if you uh, she usually streams on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, it's a uh, Jawbone Arts on Twitch TV. Yep. If you if that if that chaos ensues, that's where it'll be. <laughs> uh, nothing else you want to mention then? uh no not really all right that's easy <laughs> um as for me the main channel is Brody robertson i do linux videos six ish days a week uh the gaming channel is Brody on games i do two streams a week thursday friday uh right now playing through pokemon and kingdom hearts 358 over two days and then if you're listening to the audio version of this the video version is available basically anywhere you can find uh I, no, video version available on YouTube. If you're listening to the, if you're watching the video version, the audio version can be found basically anywhere. Uh, yeah, I forgot my outro. Anyway, um, that's fine. <laughs> is what it is. Uh, yeah, I'll give you the last word. What do you want to say? <laughs> Nothing, because my weed game is starting to kick in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? See you guys later.